Bev's Video Kingdom is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Bev's Video Kingdom is brought to you by Mississippi Leg Hounds. You need a dog that's going to protect you and your family? You know what you're thinking. What if my guard dog viciously attacks someone in my yard and I get sued and lose everything? Well... Mississippi Leghounds are the answer to your home defense prayers. Picture this. It's a dark night and a prowler jumps the fence into your yard. Your leghound jumps into action. Your hound will subdue the suspect and proceed to hump them vigorously and passionately until the authorities show up. <laughs> Mississippi Leghounds, we hump to protect your rump. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get me one of those. Shit, those sleigh bells. You know what time it is, folks. Feels like Christmas, kids. Christmas. <laughs> it's Christmas time. Santa! <laughs> I've been listening to Christmas music for like a month just to get ready for this pod. Oh, yeah, I'm ready. I, I This pod made me break some of my hard and fast rules about Christmas, which really upset me, is the fact that I don't watch Christmas movies before Thanksgiving or listen to Christmas movies before Thanksgiving. And both that shit has happened already. So. It's starting earlier, right? Like, it's not just me. Like, Christmas season by and music starts i think feel like a week or two earlier every year corporate america is pushing it on you bro fine that's fine hey driving Resist. over i saw quite a I'm few buying. houses already with their lights i'm up. for mm-hmm. I, just to be honest i'm, I'm for this yeah i i sing christmas carols in july just throwing that out oh wow <laughs> just the just the mariah carey one. Oh well that's the best one uh, he now, hits I, that high note i'm a big being like crosby guy so i go deep with the with the uh the oh Bing Crosby yeah, yeah yeah no he's he's sick I'm that's July first man we should just have, <laughs> we should have just had a separate pod we might have to do like a bonus pod of, uh, we're, we're of the just, top Christmas songs just just me singing Damn. Christmas songs hopefully you guys have big speakers in your car so that you can just get all this baritone coming through right now <laughs> that rolling up your spine Christmas. all right ladies and gentlemen it is Christmas time it is December so we are st- well actually it's today yeah that's what so I was gonna last argue day of of is it christmas i mean it's just december right nick says yes that's christmas it's hard nate's oh, it's saying full yes christmas it's full right christmas right season right nick's had a or, uh, I mean, nate's had a christmas I mean, semi and now he's fully christmas erect officially this pod is dropping on like november 30th but yeah. for me that's christmas yeah we, we're, we're full go now yeah, actually thanks. for me post thanksgiving <laughs> we'll is full go post thanksgiving <laughs> it's time so uh it is christmas time we have a whole month of celebration for you guys to share with us um, whether you are religious or not, we like to celebrate Christmas. And uh, I will say, I'll be the first to say, I'm not religious, but I love me Christmas. Oh. Love well, me some Christmas. I don't think the two are like mutually exclusive, right? You you can love Christmas and not be religious. All right. Well, that's that's me in a I mean, nutshell. I mean, part of what we were, we were talking about this off, uh, off air and, and Nikki brought it up was, you know, a big part of Christmas is this sort of anticipation of spending time with your friends and your family and like in kind of communion with. I thought so you were going to say presents. 
Well, I was getting there. Okay, sorry. That's all I really care about. You're going to talk about <laughs> presence, right? <laughs> well, yeah, that family atmosphere and the, and the family and friends and, and actually kind of brings us back to our podcast. I mean, why did we get together and start doing this in the first place? Because we're friends and we like to hang out with each other. I and missed so, you, motherfuckers. Uh, COVID we were, got in the way of that. COVID got in the way, so we started Zooming and we were getting to hang out with each other and drink together. Talk uh, about movies. Talk about movies. Yep. But so now we're just COVID deniers. I, I just hanging out in <laughs> tiny rooms together. <laughs> so I, I have a bunch of files. So so we start. Do, do we know the official first date of our first, like, you know, I think it, Ooh, it has to be somewhere. In the, I think it was in April. Yeah. So it was like April of COVID, right? So COVID hits and we're all like suit got super emotional about not being able to see each other. We were, we were spraying off our fucking groceries on the front porch <laughs> with Lysol before we bring them inside and just crying. Cause we can <laughs> sometimes Zach would come over and we touch each other's hands through the glass and stuff. And it was real, it was real. We was, felt super guilty about it. <laughs> Zach, threw his, Zach, Zach threw his hairy nipple up on the glass. Yeah, things got weird. Right? COVID affected us. Okay, even when we didn't have it. So we start. So 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 we, we had been listening to the rewatchables for a while. So we're like, yeah, let's do this, right? So we so we, we we literally named the first episodes that were that are in the vault. I think it was called like the what was it called the rewatchables? Like well, the basement tapes or like we was joked called, around like the white album, like rewatchables but better. <laughs> I think we were like, yeah, rewatchable. Oh, it was uh, low budget or something like that. The, the poor man's rewatchable with, with less money and less research. <laughs> yeah. So, so we did this with terrible audio quality, but with lots of weird costumes for a while over Zoom. We recorded oh, yeah. them. So someday we'll remaster those. Oh yeah. And uh, so, so didn't we go? So, so we went. Maybe I mean, we, first, I think, I think we did fifty. Our very first one first was, is almost was almost famous. famous, which we've now done in in proper form. So somewhere in there, we we decided to name this Bez Video Kingdom, which, as some of you will know, having listened to our intro pod, is is dedicated to the little mom and pop video store that was owned by none other than Bev in our little uh, town in central California when we were growing up renting VHSs. And uh, we're here now. Man. Did we just hit how many listens? Uh, we just had our, our 2000th play was just Which is a, crazy, a couple right? weeks ago. Yeah. We're, we're now, we're barely over three months out, right? Yeah. I like to think there's one guy out there listening to it 2,000 times. <laughs> He's just, just click. fucking with us. Click. <laughs> it's over. Click. Next. <laughs> Next. Just love. He go. You know what? Maybe that's the guy. He can't go to sleep unless he listens to, <laughs> to exactly a podcast episode. So he just to Nate's voice every night. You know what puts me to bed? That <laughs> fucking Nate. Mate, that Nate deep Nate voice. Baiting to Nate's voice. <laughs> Baiting to Nate's voice. Uh, so what are we? Twenty. We're about twenty-four episodes in. It's got to be. It's like twenty-three or twenty twenty-five Damn, or something yeah. like that. And so we're, and, and you know what we've made, I mean, this is not, this is, I would say this is not life changing money, but we've made what about $16? We're up near $17. <laughs> $17. So, yeah. But I mean, what we wanted to point out to, to, to all of you is that like, you know, and a few of you noted this in, in reviews and things is like, we really are just like four buddies that have that started doing this cause it was fun. We love movies. We love hanging out and chopping it up. And, uh, that's kind of still what we're doing. So, so at 2000 listens in, which is really kind of staggering that, that, that some number of people decided 2000 times that they wanted to listen to our bullshit for <laughs> an hour and a half. But it's really cool, and I'm thankful. I'm thankful for you guys. I'm thankful for all your listeners. There Same you go. here, man. Same here. 
And yeah. I just, I hope you guys feel like just you're kind of part of the group. Cause I mean, you can interact with us on, on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I mean, wherever you want to jump into the conversation, we're glad to talk to you. And, and that's what we want is just, we want people who like movies and, and like kind of bullshit with each other. That's what we're looking for. And we know you guys got a ton of time off coming up right now. You're all liberal elites with, you know, a bunch <laughs> of time off for the holidays. So throw your eye pods in and listen to the pods push that 2000 up quick um and while we're on that note and so those 2000 listeners ipods do they make I those i thought anymore? that was with the ear ones are the ipods <laughs> is that not what they're called airpods oh my bad <laughs> I airpods like, i don't think i think the iphone has pretty much displaced the uh the ipod is that... uh i beg to differ i have an ipod shuffle uh, that i uh, uh, like to wear on my lapel got it so thank you hey we want to give some shout outs to some of our um out of those 2000 listens we got some people that we know that are close to us that uh we know they're religious listeners to the pod. And um, I want to give a quick shout out to my uh, great old friend, best man in his wedding. Um, I've mentioned him a couple of times in this pod, my buddy Dave, Dave, who might be a future judge on our show, um, texts me often uh, with his feedback. Um, it gives me a lot of shit for not winning the drafts when I don't win, which doesn't happen very often um, as of recently. Um, but Dave, give me a shout out, man. Thank you for the support um, in our in our homies here uh jody and uh nathan who listen a lot to our pod thank you guys they're, they're on the tractor and they're they're on dueling tractors just driving down you know it's like footloose it's like footloose and they're bumping <laughs> bevs flip around go play chicken instead of hero yeah. on, on anchor it. like you have the little chart and it tells you like people listening in their cars people listening on their phones and it's like people <laughs> listening in tractors is super high for us unbelievable it's like a spike on tractors. <laughs> yeah, we're like one of the top five po- podcasts to listen to in tractors yeah yeah there's <laughs> one sure. about uh, there's a bunch of ones about guns right before it and then it's ours <laughs> and, and, and and we've got uh, a couple of uh so both zach's parents wendy is one of the most common likers uh, she's quick our, for the she's her like buttons quick we love you wendy and when so so wendy and, and rod are out there listening we got a but we have some that we one of the coolest parts is like we interact with people so on, on our facebook um, and, and in other ways, we've interacted with people. We, we've never met them. We have no idea who they are, except that we either as individuals or as Bez Video Kingdom on our Facebook and other places interact with them uh, and talk to them about it. And they clearly are listeners. So what do we got? Roxy? Roxy Frostman. And, and, and she's she's awesome posting on posting on our social media. We, we love you, Roxy. And our very first fan, I think, that ever uh, that, yeah. that we don't know that ever like recommended us to anybody is our boy Pete Sorensen. Shout oh. out, Pete. You the man, Pete. Yeah, she, she, the man, shares Pete. us occasionally. So we, we, we pay attention. We love it. We get like really stoked about it when we when we see people interacting and, and saying they like what we're doing. And so we want we want to hear from more of you. That's that's genuinely we, we've we do a little bit of like social media kind of sharing and things like that. The only way we're getting listeners here really is because people are telling people, right? And then so, so if you want to, you know, help us out, not because we're any of our, any of us are quitting our jobs or getting rich off this. I mean, I think we have we we have probably uh, somewhere near a, like a, a one in one million chance that we're ever going to actually make any real money off this. But what we do, what we will will get out of this is like feeling cool and, and interacting with with people about what we're doing and sharing the sort of like love of this. And so please that, you know, just, just share it around, you know, text your friends, share it on your social media that you like it, that you like a particular episode, comment on our stuff and interact with us. That's the, that's the sort of like, if you want to give us some thanks during this Christmas season, that's the, that's the, oh, pre- yeah. that's the gift that we want. That what, could be their present that, to that, us. That's the only thing I want. For if Christmas. there's movies All you want, want us for, to cover, 
You know what I mean? We want to hear, like, give us, if you like our, you know, our banter and our bullshit and you want to hear us talk yeah. about a tell movie, us let us movies. know what you guys want to talk about. We'll ignore it, but you guys can, we want you to tell us. Because <laughs> you should see our list that we've, if, uh, we've, we've compiled quite the list of movies we've that we're going to do. 2022 is going to be a banging year for, for we're us. Gonna okay. we, we've we're going to be okay. We're finding a movie for everybody. There's there's going to be a movie for every single person on this planet that they like. So And the, the last thing that we're going to say, we're, we're going to stop asking you guys to shill our stuff, but the last thing we're going to say is if you guys have a friend that likes movies recommend the podcast to them but if your friend doesn't like movies just tell them that there's a podcast about dick jokes they won't <laughs> notice the movies they'll be like man there's a bunch of good dick jokes in there and then it was, <laughs> they talked about some other stuff i don't yeah. know some movie but it was weird for premium oh and don't forget december 10th last chance to uh, get those reviews in on itunes and uh, yay, yay. get some stickers yeah we got stickers coming for christmas for y'all uh, with amazing stocking stuffers for all of your uh, buzz video kingdom friends spoiler alert we may just pick all the reviews so <laughs> get on <the> let's <laughs> review go. us we got a iTunes. lot of stickers all right all right it. so we've introduced our our, our our december uh there's gonna be some great movies coming up we've got Die Hard coming up we've got uh love actually and home alone on the docket the for classics. december so it's gonna be beautiful but we're starting tonight with christmas vacation um it's my one of one. It's my go-to. It's my hundred percent uh, top Christmas movie all time. So super excited to be leading this podcast because uh, it's just one of those movies that it's. I'm going to watch it probably two, three times during Christmas. I've already watched it twice. Getting ready for the pod, um, and now uh, I'm sure we'll watch it again before it's. Uh, I feel like this one's right in your strike zone, Brad. It's oh, right in the hundred percent. Right in the Brad strike zone. It's got some feels, got absurdity, some, some silliness. Yep. Uh, right for hundred percent. Yeah. It's just that it's that great, fun loving, uh, a little dirty at times, a little silly, and and I I love pretty much every minute of the movie. So uh, takes guys, what do you think? I mean, how how does Christmas Vacation sit for you guys when it comes to uh, when it comes to your Christmas playlist? Is it going to be on there? And are you going to make sure that you watch it each year? Hundred percent. Yeah, it. Um, I popped in the DVD for this one. So if that says anything, it's oh, yeah. it's in the rotation. I know that. Does that mean you, you guys have you learned at this point that doesn't it. mean a lot? <laughs> yeah, I did not blind buy this. I you know I knew it was a classic. Um, but yeah, it's in my Christmas movie playlist. I was talking to my wife about you know what our favorite favorite Christmas movies are and the lineup that Brad just mentioned. Actually, it's close, but for whatever reason, Christmas Story actually is very. It's high and. I know we we get it's saturated during Christmas. Like you have the 48 hour, you know, nonstop playing of Christmas story. But at the end of the day, I think about Christmas story and not to talk about Christmas story, but I think that might be, that might edge out Christmas vacation, but between home alone, Christmas vacation and Christmas story, it's in the rotation, you know, every Gotta year. Save something for next year, big dog. I know. Yeah. So, um, but I love it. Chevy chase is amazing. And like Brad was saying, there's enough edge that he brings to it that it, it's not just all, you know, just, um, gumdrops and, you family, know, and family fun. Right. Uh, he's, he's got an edge. He's wild. He's, he's a friggin' wild card. Um, and you see moments where you're like, dude, this guy is a fucking nut. And it, but it's Chevy Chase's personality that comes through in all of his parts, and it's what makes this movie um, special. He's got enough heart in it to to bring the to bring the Christmas home and that sentimental side, but not too much. And they're just all the uh, all the different moments. There's I kind of compared it. To, this is the first time I've looked at it this way, but it's almost like scenes from a play. It's like they're broken up into these little miniature like scenes, and they're broken up by the turning of that calendar that you see. Um, first time I've ever looked at it that way. Um, I well, looked and, at the runtime. Funny comment, right? Like Christmas story is very much like that too. 
Right. Yeah. So, so if you think about those two movies, they both Absolutely. have very yes, much that, that same feature. Device. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're two, you know, maybe, maybe the number one, number two. Which speaking I, of calendars, I, yeah. right? Like the fun Christmas calendar, like the calendars, like I remember being little and there was all these different types oh, yeah. of calendars where you were like, you know, December starts and it's whether it's the little mouse that you move from one day to the other or where you open the door to the next one and, and you I, get a chocolate dog. Oh, the chocolate! chocolate. Oh, so, so my kids they they've gotten now for the last few years is the uh, the Lego advent calendar, and they get you get a little Lego pack each day. You get to open it, and you get a little Lego pack, and you put together a little figure, like That's a little cool. building or a little vehicle. So they were choke on them. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean when they were two, a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did. Actually. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. Okay. no, but Chris Vacation love it. So. I, this one, I mean, I, I almost can't say enough. I, I want to try to show some restraint here, but uh, maybe 10, 15 years ago, I ranked my top 100 movies. And without respect to genre, this was number 10 for me. Like wow. overall. What the fuck? Yeah. Wow. This one. That's pretty interesting. For, for me, and, and, it, and it's by far, for me, the best of the Vacation series, although I love especially the original Vacation um, so this is the third in the in the Chevy Chase National Lampoon's Vacation series. It, it, for me, I guess there's a couple things like going on that intersect in a way that's perfect. One is part of the like I think the Vacation franchise had matured to this point where like they had kind of figured out what it was and what was good, and it hit on all those correct cylinders. So like the way that Chevy Chase was going to interact with Beverly D'Angelo and the kids, even though it's different kids every time. But like that kind of dynamic had sorted itself out in a way that was really fun and funny. Um, and so instead of being on the road, they, they take it to home and somehow that just worked perfectly. But then the other part of this is for me, Christmas movies, like they take on this special quality because it's it, like, like you said, like there's a sense in which you can't I can't I don't feel like the season started until I've seen this movie. Like I really genuinely try to like this movie is the kickoff whenever I get to watch it. And then I watch it several more times. A lot of times I'll put this on in the background while I'm wrapping presents or anything. I mean, it's to me, it's like, it's like the, as comfortable as, as having a fire going or Christmas, Christmas carols going or watching it, you know, the tree light lit up. So it's like, there's something about Christmas movies in general. And this one captures it in a way that's sort of unique in that like, you get this, you know, Clark is such a optimistic and like earnest, um, you know, he wants Christmas. He wants this idyllic, like family Christmas, just like I think a lot of us want, right? Like we all have this desire to spend time with family and friends at Christmas. Well, at the same time, the reality of it often is like not quite what it, you know, and, and, and you know, it's like, there's also stresses that go along with it and, and things don't stack up the way they do. And sometimes, but sometimes you do get that magical moment where you're like, oh, you know, this moment in this Christmas season is perfect. And I love my family and I love being here. And it kind of pops up amongst the chaos and amongst the stress of the season. And somehow this movie like delivers that reality in a way that's both funny and real. And so I think to me, that's why it's so iconic is because it, it it makes you laugh and takes away some of the like uniqueness of your own stress of the Christmas season while also reminding you, yeah, but you know, like it's comfort, it's home every year, year in and year out, you know, being with your friends and family at that time of year is the thing you really want to do. And that's why you want it over and over again. And it does. And it tells a story from the adult point of view when a lot of Christmas movies really work hard Focus to tell it kids. from the yeah. children's great, point of great, view. It's such a great point. It's why I love Christmas story. I feel like it definitely obviously ties into that, the narrator from Christmas story, but I, you know, I, that's how Christmas vacation differs. That's a great point. Yeah. Like you've mentioned before, like the, the idea that as you get older, you start to 
uh, uh, take in movies in different ways. And it's like, when I watch this now, I just think about like, Oh shit, all the relatives come over yeah. to my house, like how stressful it would be. And like when Clark says, I'll, I'll be outside uh, for the rest bounces. of the holidays. <laughs> yeah. just well, I'm and, like, I kind of get that. Feeling. And, and like the putting up the lights is such a caricature, right? Cause it's like, nobody puts that many lights on a house, but it, you've had that experience where you're doing this, you know, you're putting up literally putting up Christmas lights or you're doing some other kind of decoration or you're building something. And it's like at once the most infuriating thing, but the most like, you know, it, because it's so difficult and because you're doing it to like, please your family and your kids. And, you know, in this particular way, it's like so satisfying to have it, you know, so it's, it's that duality. It's kind of the yin and the yang of the Christmas season, all embodied in these like little skits that you see. There's one part of my house when I, when I'm putting up my lights that I, I realized that if I fell off, I would probably be toast. <laughs> like, if I land on that cement right there off of this tall part of the house, it's going to be bad news. But I mean, I'm up there and I do it and get it done. It's and, fine. You'll fall in the bushes. On your like pruning, that. your pruning ladder. Oh man, I've not <laughs> fallen off yet. So, dude, I got to give my opinion first because you guys. I know. Yeah, every you're good. point I you're got. Good. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Fucking. I was just going to talk about how. Oh, so win, so win some drafts. You get to go first. I know. Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so my big thing, my big thing about this movie is that I've never seen seen any of the other vacation movies oh any of them except for one and that's the new one with ed helms but anyway not the same so but it's still good but not the so same. i realized when we were talking before that like when eddie is there so people already know that character yes. he's not introduced yeah right there oh in that yeah movie. so i didn't so, so know he, that he, so by this point he would have only been in one previous one which is the original vacation okay and he's great in it. And there's some funny classic throwback. Like, so this is the second in the vacation series. This is the third, but I don't believe Cousin Eddie is in European vacation. Oh, okay, so he shows second. back up after the second one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not 100 percent sure of that, but I don't think he's in Europe. So vacation. it was like that moment on a sitcom where somebody comes in, that the audience knows, and the audience is like going to clap for a while before Clark that, starts that, talking. That's exactly right. Well, he comes up a, lo- a lot, a lot creepier in the first one. Like in in, in regular vacation, he's a lot. Play not for as redeeming a, yeah just not as like almost like there's not that like kind of like kind fun side of him he's a little bit more like dark and like and, he, and it's a shorter he's up. in there yeah. a lot shorter period of time but because i don't think of him as like mean at all in this movie he's like pretty personable and just like i mean just like you know jolly jolly dumb i guess would be the way that i would say yeah he's a like, he's a better version of the character in this movie but anyway so i'd never seen any of these movies but my family owned this movie on vhs and i watched it every year just like you're talking about and that's now it's still a staple it's exactly what you were talking about earlier nate is my wife will put on all of her christmas movies and she doesn't even watch them she's Run just them like cooking background oh that's yeah, exactly. the same thing she's i'll, I'll put that on i'll stuff, put this movie on decorating yeah. for sure so I love it. Uh, it, it. This this movie kills it in in a lot of things, and mostly with the the surrounding cast. I mean, they're just ridiculous. Like Elaine Bennis wearing her sunglasses inside, oh, and like at nighttime, she's just constantly wearing <laughs> her sunglasses. And there's just so many bit players in this that I just absolutely love. Well, um, I'm glad you guys are all. It's a it's a part of your Christmas that that makes me happy because otherwise we might have had to kick some people out of the group or something. But uh, so Christmas Vacation, its director is Jeremiah Chechik. And, and Jeremiah, this was his directorial debut. Um, wow. Legitimately, the the first scene um, is like his first ever like shooting a movie. He'd done a couple music videos. But other than that, this was like his first feature film. 
So that's the car that the on the road was his yeah, first <laughs> out there with the road, the car on the road and doing some stunts and stuff. So he was just like, holy shit, I might kill somebody on my first day doing some of these stunts and never get to direct a movie again. So he was a little, he was a little nervous, but and like working with John Hughes, right? Like and John Hughes is on fire at this moment. Like John Hughes is like legendary and he, and he kind of, does he picks Chechik? Like I thought I read something where like Hughes kind of is like, no, go ahead. You're, yeah, he, he basically yeah he it. said you you do it because I mean he was a uh, yeah uh, you had Hughes as a producer and right. and he just said hey you you handle this this is your movie yeah well, speaking of that first scene that dude it reminds me of Nick so much in that very first scene when he's driving the car and he's with his family and he's like super happy and jolly and then there's the perceived disrespect from the from the driver that that rolls up on him really fast and he immediately goes from having a great time to like no this motherfucker. <laughs> He reminds you of me. Yes, it should remind. If, if I would never. That, that would be me. I really? Would never. I, that's I've, that's me. That's Nate as well. I've I know that that's right. Nate. As yeah, well. yeah, Nick has ridden with my road rage. Oh no! But that's so something I want. I actually wrote down. We're going to talk about later. <laughs> I never <laughs> road rage. I oh, never man, road rage. I, now I'm really curious because I I must be. I mean, I I do have some road rage, but I don't really road raging with Nick. Dude, I know you've talked about it, and like I and I can totally like can, you, I connect. Are we talking about traffic? Yes. Oh yeah, we and, should and talk the about hate. Traffic. But I know that there's like the rage. Oh no, I've, I've I've been in some definite competitions as far as like passing, breaking, and, really? and that kind of stuff with some folks. Yeah, you guys are wild. Dude. And unfortunately, oh, I yeah, and I unfortunately, and, and I I wouldn't say I've done it like recently, but definitely in the past. I mean, with the kids in the car and wife in the car. <laughs> oh damn! <laughs> See, that's we got being get kind into of that. idiotic at times. So, um, so, so check he so he just to note he never. I mean, he did Benny in June shortly after this. He did Diobleak not too long after, but everything else has been pretty much TV. I yeah. mean, very few. It's an interesting one. This is an interesting one for me because, and we've seen this in a few other directors we've we've talked to uh, on the pod, that we, they've done a great, great movie, and it's been either in the middle of or, in this case, the beginning of a not very spectacular run of movies. Now, he's got a lot of great television that he directs and has been successful in that way, but I, it just shocks me because this is so good. And I think because some of the directing choices are fun and interesting here. Well, I do know that I listened to the uh, the commentary just because I I watch the movie so much. I'm like, I'm gonna just throw this commentary on here, see what happens. And and uh, a lot of the actors as they're talking, they're like, oh yeah, this is my Christmas bonus every year. Like they basically because this movie is so played, um, so many people bought the DVDs. People made a shit ton of money. Like box office wise, it was 27 million to make, and it only made 73 million. So I mean, it, it made a decent amount of money, it but at the same $50 time, million dollars, Brad. <laughs> piss on that shit. But on the back end, of course, I'm sure it's just just check after check. Big back end. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because it plays on TV, of course, and and I think most people are going to be watching it most Christmases. So, I, and that's what I wonder. Like, it was this was this you know such an iconic movie right off the bat, or was it ten years later that it started really catching on? I well, the know. vacation movies were a big deal. There, yeah, Chevy I mean, Chase I, I was a big, big deal. I mean, seventy three million in nineteen eighty nine was yeah. a big box. I think office, you're right. So. Yeah, but yeah. I, but I, I think it pretty pretty quickly hit like premium cable and was I think a pretty big VHS and DVD at Christmas and the, time and the big Christmas movies because the next year is Home Alone. So nineties yeah. Home Alone. So it was like they were they made some pushes and I mean I guess nobody knew about Macaulay Culkin but. Maybe they didn't know how big that would be. I think they had a good idea that Christmas Vacation would be bigger. I think Home Alone might have been more of a surprise. I'm I'm curious about that when we dive into it. Yeah. So speaking of Chevy Chase and, and talking with the director, I mean, I'd like to ask him about his relationship with Chevy Chase because uh, 
speaking of Home Alone, Chris Columbus was supposed to direct this movie and he was having some meetings and basically walked away and said, yeah, I can't work with this fucker. Cannot work with Chevy Chase. And Chevy Chase has been notoriously throughout his career. um, A douche? Abrasive, douchey. A lot of people do not like him. A lot of people do not want to work with them. Drugs. I don't want to say racist, but possibly racist, I think. Uh, I don't know about that. Just going to throw that out. We, we Maybe can lob some, some accusations out there. <laughs> Anything's possible. But I, I will think, say, regardless, I so. regardless, I mean, it's it's almost tough to argue. Chevy Chase has some of the best comic timing of maybe any comic actor of the uh, Especially, I mean, and this is his, like, absolute peak in terms of, like, he's sort of honed the craft for a while with SNL, and he has the, the Fletch movies, and... Vacate the original vacations, but like I don't know if he was ever better than he is in this like late eighties, early nineties era. What's cool is it's his own. You know, what I mean, it's his own timing. It's his own. Like it's yeah. his own. Just the same way Norm Macdonald has his offbeat, odd. I mean, they all come out of SNL. That I mean, the the ones that get big, they all have their own voice and their own you know style and the way they deliver and their company, you know, their comedic timing and all of that. And Chevy Chase had that and he had it for a, a long stretch. How many scenes is it where he's just doing something on his own and it's pretty much quiet with no dialogue and he's carrying the scene just like with through little oh. actions and mannerisms and reactions. And it's just beautiful. It's, oh, it's when hilarious. he's stapling up the lights and he staples his, his shirt and like, it's just so basic, but it's so funny. Like for some reason you just tears the shirt, the way he looks at his shirt, the way he tries to pull it off. It's like, it's not even classic physical comedy in the sense that it's so big as much as it is just like this subtle little kind of like disgust at himself, frustration, all bundled up. And you just, ah, man, uh, it's the so sap, funny. The, the perfect example of the magazine. The exactly. The magazine. That's exactly what oh. I was saying. So growing up when I was little, it didn't click to me what was the going on. The, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I didn't even put those two together and what was going on. I just knew that it was a weird thing and we go on to the more funny things. And the older I got, that's a scene that got funnier and funnier. The older I got was the sap and then his wife and when then his wife's reaction too. He goes over to give her kissing kiss and gets stuck in her hair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so good. Yes, I just, it seems like uh, the director got along with Chevy Chase. So I'd, I'd want to ask him, like, I mean, any problems? Like, did it seem like it worked out? Was there any moments where it was like, God damn, this guy's an asshole? Did it show up? I don't know. I also wonder how much, well, I, you know, I mentioned this in my opening comments, but how much did this director look at the first two vacations and think, okay, how, what what is the best of that and how do I make that work in this setting, right? Because one of the things that I, I, that I really feel here is that like it's pitch perfect in terms of, you know, and it does have, as Nick said in the opening, a little bit of this like, you know, kind of like ensemble series. It's like, like, I don't know what you call it. Like a series of skits. Like vignettes. Kind of, you call like those vignettes. vignettes. Yeah. Um, but, but they're all like, I don't know that there's any that really miss. And, and so I wonder how much he sort of said, like how he decided which things are, he thinks are going to work. Right. And, and, and there's just so many gags in this that, that could, could go down as being like over the top, you know, like the one that comes to mind, right. Is like, the turkey, right? It like, it, it like it, you know, there's nothing inside it. It explodes, right? <laughs> and then there's extra but, smoke that smoke poops in the out like, like, like the it, end, it, could yeah. be, it could become farcical, but somehow, like, it just works. And I think this is, again, that sort of same, like, it's just a little too much of exaggerate. There's a little bit of exaggerated version of, like, 
you know, everybody's had that one meal that just didn't go quite right. And that's not even the part of it that gets me in that scene. It's the part where they're eating, eating it afterwards. It and, and it's just like, I, I, each, <laughs> it's each like trying to drink water little, and like little, switch little, it around. Dry. <laughs> each person's kind of doing their own thing yeah. to deal with it. And uh, so it's perfect. Yeah. And like, that's another one of those scenes where it's like, there's no di- There's no real dialogue. I mean, it's quiet for 20, 30 seconds. And the not. attic, an adulting moment where like anybody, you know, I don't, but getting up into an attic, you know what I mean? And having to put the planks of wood where you can like walk and having to really tiptoe that thing up there and <laughs> the, you know, stepping on the wrong side and in this, like you're saying, the slapstick, the simple comedy of the board just hitting a guy in the face. It's been done a but million I'm, times I'm, I'm, and I'm dying so every time. There, yeah. yeah. So I've got I've got two things. Uh, one is that you know we're talking to the director, so obviously Chevy's going to be Chevy, right? He's really funny. He's he's got the great slapstick comedy. But what uh, what kills me in this movie is there's several parts, and one that really stands out is when the family comes, and it's not anything Chevy's doing, but it's like he perfectly captures the feeling of all the family getting there at once, and them giving the kids kisses, and like it's super overwhelming, and the people <laughs> they're just like trying to figure everything out, and I love that scene. It's not particularly hilarious, but it's just it's it's a good like capturing of especially it feels like being a kid and like your grandparents and your aunts and uncles and everybody comes over to your house and they all want to talk to you and grab you and kiss you and I have hemorrhoids. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Telling Here's you a shit, quarter. You have Here's no a idea quarter. what they're fucking talking about. <laughs> Audrey can get a quarter too. <laughs> it's so funny to me. I'll give you a quarter too, Audrey. Audrey. Uh, and I had uh, the, the other thing that I would ask him is I never understood and I still didn't on my last rewatch. What's going on with the Jello? Does the cat poop in the Jello? No, there's cat there's, food. There's cat, a little bit it's of just cat, cat food in the Jello. The Jello. Yeah, so yeah. she feeds the cat Jello. Is what the joke is. Yeah, the well, joke is it looks like worms that there's cat or something food in, there, in there, and so. It's just like, and then cousin. Why Eddie's would like, she have cat delicious. food in her Jello? Oh, does your cat eat Jello? I don't yeah. know why I thought it was like the cat had like puked the Jello up or something. I uh, I, when I was a kid, I never understood. Like we need little ask pieces it. of the cat. Just food that little in, dash of yeah. uh, cat. I was food like, is that jello? worms in there? I couldn't. <laughs> I never got that ever. So I'm still not satisfied with your guys' answer. I don't like that. Well, you know what? We've been talking about this director, and it's it's time really quick to uh, take a quick break to acknowledge our uh, our our sponsor. For the Drinking with the Director segment, that would be Last Call Brewing out of Oakdale, California. Always making great new beers. Uh, You can check out their tap room, uh, downtown Oakdale, uh, Wednesdays through Sundays. They're going to have some food. They're also open on Mondays for trivia, food trucks, Go show, excitement. Go show Walter some love. He's got a big old beard back there. If you see a guy with a big old beard, that might not be Walter, but just holler Walter at him and tell him BVK. Hey, Walter. Yeah, yeah. Hey, and if you're showing up at, at the last call for the first time, just tell him, hey, BVK sent you. Yeah. So, yeah. Let and, him know. And word on the street is that, that we we get to make a beer. We, it's going to be yeah. called the BVK IPA. Should be coming uh, at some point. Early 2022, we'll have a release, but uh, we're, we're going to go do some brewing with Walter. Not to Maybe. be confused with the uh, serial killer BTK <laughs> who has his own IPA coming out right around the same time. So it's going to make marketing difficult. Yeah, just make sure you picked up the right one. Yeah, we don't want to support that guy. He's I bad. Think it, we're going to try and piggyback off that momentum. <laughs> <laughs> This is a blood orange IPA. So uh, people oh, accidentally. Oh, oh, that was well, good, Brad. Played. I like is. that. We got some sound effects coming in. We got some sound. Effects. No, we don't. All right. So, uh, drinking. I'll, I'll start off because you know what? This movie. Uh, one of my favorite scenes is, is Chevy Chase is, is sitting there and he uh, he's having his major freak out and he goes ahead and he takes a dip into the uh, the old eggnog and takes a big drink and he just yeah. 
it's good. It's good. Just the way he says it, I love it. It's just like a cool little delivery. I'm drinking eggnog in honor of Chevy Chase. I've got the uh, uh, the eggnog with a little splash of Eagle Rare uh, bourbon. So I got a little whiskey in my 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 eggnog. It's delicious. It's going down smooth. But none of these assholes drink. Is eggnog. that what makes eggnog liquory? Is when you put liquor in it, or does it come with some sort of alcohol content? Eggnog on its own is no. Liquor. It's just like milk that's it's, gone bad a little bit. It's, it's just whipped cream. eggs. It's whipped eggs and and sugar. Oh, it's and... eggs that have gone bad a little bit. Oh, it's straight up <laughs> eggs. Yeah, because it tastes like a little bit. It's gone bad to me. Oh, it's, it's, it's the a, milk well, has gone bad. I guess it, <laughs> There's really no in between an egg now. There's not people like, oh, I kind of like it. There's You really like it or you don't. And and I'm one of those, I do like it. I think guys with mustaches like it because they like to get it in their mustache. A little, nut, <laughs> little nutmeg, little nutmeg in the stash. Takes a drink and it's, I'm trying not to got, spit eggnog. <laughs> He's got eggnog just dripping. Just dripping down the stash. That's gross. All right, Nikki, what are you drinking here? I'm drinking um, some of that Eagle, that Eagle Rare. That's are what you, it is. Oh, you, you have a... Uh, you have a uh, bourbon and eggnog minus the eggnog. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah. Okay, there you go. <laughs> sans, sans eggnog. Um, yeah, eggnog and bourbon. Rocks. Yeah. Hold the, hold the eggnog. Well, you got to know that the eggnog violates my white and creamy rule. Yeah. It's yellow. Check out Chuck. Check check in with Chuck at uh, California True Crime if you want more on uh, why white and creamy shit is terrible. <laughs> check out the Facebook page White and Creamy Maybe Boys Soul Brothers. Soul Brothers. Yeah. White and Creamy Soul Brothers. There's two members, and it's me and Chuck from California True Crime. Uh, what do you got, Nate? I see some grenadine over there. A I, lot of grenadine. I've got. A, I got. I'm, I'm near the bottom of, of a grenadine and diet with a little eager. Is it bad to mix eagle rare with my diet Pepsi? That, that so looks like our listeners. Let's now. ask our listeners it's out there. Is it, is it wrong to mix? <laughs> I wish yeah, you guys email us at bestvideokingdom at gmail.com and tell us how I wish you guys could see this cup right now that Nate's holding up. It looks like Kool Aid. It looks like Kool Aid. <laughs> He's like, there, there was like, diet Pepsi and bourbon in here. Very Kool Aid. <laughs> he might have just had a grenadine on the rocks. I don't know. Uh, you know He's what? feeling very festive. Grenadine on the rocks. It's Christmas red. Yeah, I, I'm, 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 I'm going with my staple. Diet. And Zach, I think you're on the, you're on the brew, my friend. I am drinking beer from Nate's Keg. That is from Dust Bowl Brewing in Turlock, California, and it is the Taco Truck Lager, and it is absolutely delicious. But you're only drinking that. Zach's looking at a cold empty glass. Night. You're only drinking that because we've tapped out the Blaker Brewing uh, Hazy Baby. Yep. Uh, which I need to go replace. What I what I, my plan is I to, to I think you should head to Last Call and replace it with something. Like that. I should do that. Well, I don't want to. I want. I'm going to add Last Call to the other side. Maybe mm. I can. Maybe I can bring you a, a delivery on Monday. I'm for that. I will. Well, you know what? Christmas and if you present. can get a if you can get a tap handle from Last Call, bonus. Oh, a tap me, handle. See, I got things to talk to Walter about. I give, right. give him Walter. I give him a ring. Walter, you liked my BBK IPA idea. How about this? A Last Call tap that has a <gasps> mini replica of your beard on it. Oh. And then when you pull it forward, you like kind of touch the beard and pull it forward. <laughs> How about the beer pours out of his beard? Like oh my god, I like oh, that. I like wow. that a lot. We, we are changing the uh, the tap game, <laughs> BVK style. Fucking visionaries over here. <laughs> All right, so we've had our drinks. Uh, we we've talked about what we're drinking. Uh, thank you, Last Call, for sponsoring the Drinking with the Director segment. Any last questions for uh, Jeremiah Chechik? Can I give him a shout out for the fact that this was shot on the back lot of the Warner Brothers studio in Burbank the, in the summer? The lethal, the lethal Weapon House. Too. The Lethal Weapon House. Evidently, they pulled up to the house and the toilet 
that a Murtaugh was sitting on that got blown that up was on the lawn <laughs> when they awesome. pulled up to the house. Speaking of Murtaugh, hey, he was a top pick last week. Check him out. Training day. Uh, that was the, the best cop duo draft last Thursday. A couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. No? No. Yeah, yes. two, weeks ago, two time, weeks ago. Time is a flat circle. Time flies. <laughs> <laughs> when you're having fun. Um, so, yeah, so the, the back lot, no snow. They had to fake all that snow. And uh, even when they tried to do some snow scenes, they actually went to a Breckenridge and it was not snowing. So Really? They had to deal with that. That's awesome. Which they did for like the, the disking scene, I yep. think. Yeah. So, so I would say the disking scene for me is the one scene in the movie that, I mean, it's the one that become. It's the only one that I think truly crosses over into ridiculousness. Yeah, like 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 a cheesy kids Christmas. Yeah, movie. yeah, and and I think I guess I would ask about that scene, like how, you know whether or not he second guessed it, because it it feels to me like it borders on out of place, and maybe it's the least my least favorite part. Um, I think that's just a matter of you can't bat a thousand, right? Like, so he takes yeah. a lot of risks in this movie, yeah, and I think does. a lot of them land, and that one didn't. You yeah. know what I mean? I think yeah. that's just and and as much as I'm going to give Cousinetti a lot of praise a little bit later, I just it's got my least favorite Cousinetti delivery when he just drops that little bingo at the end. It's like it's totally not even that funny. Cut yeah. in, edited in. Yeah, he's just last. like bingo, and I'm like, yeah, it's kind of any. Doesn't he look kind of straight on? And it's yeah, like a very it's, isolated. Yeah, that's so that that yeah. why. Like, Odd shot, yeah. That's 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 Jeremiah. That's what we're going to take you to task for. Is that that scene for sure? Yeah, I definitely you take, take advantage of the thirty second forward skip button. Really takes else. me out of the movie every time I'm wrapping presents and cooking all the time. Just suspension of disbelief gone, gone. All right. Well, how about we have a little ad and then uh, we'll come back a little bit later to uh, start some new categories. I gotta pay. <laughs> Back that fire down, 19. Copy, Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This episode of Bev's Video Kingdom is brought to you by Cousin Eddie's Dog Training Academy. Is your dog overpampered, constantly being bathed, and only eating if fed by your hand? Is your dog taking up too much of your precious time with long walks, brushing, and other dog care procedures? Then you need to bring them on down to Cousin Eddie's Dog Training Academy. We'll make your dog much more self-sufficient, teaching it helpful tasks such as varmint chasing and waste management. Your dog won't need your assistance anymore as it roots through the trash for a good meal and yaks up that lost shoe it's been chewing on for the past few days. And if you're ready to breed a litter of trashy pups, well, at Cousin Eddie's, we give our dogs plenty of time to bone down Mississippi leg hound style. So your dog will be ready to hump anything that moves at a moment's notice once they've made it through the two-week training program over at Cousin Eddie's Dog Training Academy. Sign up now for our our, uh, two-for-the-price-of-one courses. They are the gifts that keep on giving the whole year round. Two weeks of training. <laughs> that's a quick. That's a quick turnaround on a, <laughs> on a humping dog. <laughs> All right, folks. It is time for shag snag body bag. So we are going to be uh, shagging some things. You know, really getting down and dirty with them because we really, really we just want to get aggressive. And then we're going to snag some things, take them home to mom to introduce, and then we're going to body bag some stuff and you know just get rid of it don't like it don't need it 
Put him in a body bag. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's what we are doing. So uh, let's go ahead and start off with that shag. What do we got going for shag? All right. So I want to shag Clark Griswold's family. So first of all, Beverly D'Angelo is what I like to call a puberty accelerator. Um, so when you were like four, you saw her and you were yeah. like, I was like four. Oh I was like, oh man, I think I just grew my first puberty. My puberty has been that accelerated. That matches up. That's probably, I think 83. Is I'm so accelerated right now. Well, it's well, here. So here's what's funny is that like, it was years. I, I, I think my parents must've taped this off of like, we didn't know. We didn't have any kind of cable. You'd get the free HBO. So then. no, we, no, I didn't have any, we didn't have anything. We lived out in the country. We were like on a like regular old satellite or a regular old you get those, those, those farm bootlegs. Yeah, we get yes, but no, no. Like I, I watched this on a recorded VHS with commercials and everything, and so it was like completely sanitized. Um, but but I also watched the original Vacation that way. So for years, I only saw the version that did not have Beverly D'Angelo topless in it. And when I find Wait, what, yeah, the original Vacation has she's skinny dips. Yeah, no, no, and she she's in the shower. She's in the shower. She's she doesn't skinny dip. That's uh, Christy Brinkley. No, but she jumps into the pool later and skinny dips. Oh, she does. I forgot about yep. that. So anyway, so I've definitely Beverly D'Angelo is one of those that's just like she just is built in such a way that it's so <laughs> pleasing to the young accelerating. Accelerating. <laughs> I um, really think she's only like 4'11", though. She looks I, I don't. Really? I never have noticed the height. But um, I will say that that she's great, and, and, and she's great in this. But but what, what you might not know, Zach, because you don't watch any of the other vacation movies, is the kids change every time. In fact, even like the relative ages, you know, sometimes the brother's older and sometimes the sister. And the original one, oh, really? Anthony Michael Hall is the son. He's great in it. But in my opinion, right, um, Johnny Galecki, is that, is yeah. That, yeah, yeah. yeah. Leonard Hofstetter. Yeah. Johnny Galecki and um, David, not, uh, David Connor. Not Boy Meets World. I said Boy Meets World. That's not what he's in. What no, was, no. What was he in he's, later? He's in uh, How I Met Your well, Mother. He, originally, those, he was on Roseanne. He's on yeah. Roseanne. And, and then, then he's, he's on, on uh, uh, Third Rock from the Sun or whatever <laughs> that fucking movie is. Science one. No, it's yeah, not Third with Rock Sheldon. It's with Sheldon. It's, That's not uh, Third Rock Big from Bang the Sun. The Big Bang Theory. I'm sorry. Yeah. And Juliette Lewis. I think they're the best of them. So like they're, they're, they're perfect in this. They're great in this. And, and, uh, I just, even though I like all, all of the kids and, and, and all the configurations and Beverly D'Angelo's each is, is, uh, Ellen in each one of these, they're just perfect in this. So I want to shag them. Is Russ, is it still Russ and the other ones? Oh, yeah, yeah, the, that's the yeah. names of the, the names same. of the Audrey same. And Russ and Audrey, but, but they're just different actors, actor, actresses, and uh, they are different ages. I love that they own it and they just say, deal with it. Oh, yeah. You know, this yeah is they how they, we they do, do not bring it up. No There's no mention. No, nope. it's beautiful. So so my, uh, my shag is going to be almost this, it's similar to Nate's, but two different players. It's Aunt Bethany and Uncle Lewis. I think they are the funniest part <laughs> of this movie. And then she's like, did I break wind? <laughs> when she's like walking in there, she's like, you go say hello. She's Jesus, like, hello? Bethany, did the room clear out? <laughs> <Yeah>. The <laughs> blessing. <laughs> yeah, dude. And she's just like singing the national anthem and this doing the Pledge of Allegiance and all, all of the parts with Aunt Bethany. I mean, especially Aunt Bethany. I, I like 
like the uncle, but Aunt Bethany is so funny to me. And that was always like the voice that I would do as a kid. When she's like, she's like, Aunt Bethany, where's your cat? You know, and it's just like, Grace, she died years, years ago. ago. Oh, so funny, dude. She cracks me up. I, I doubt she's on Cameo. She's probably on Debtor Cameo, but... <laughs> <laughs> She's fucking great. Original voice of Betty Boop. So yeah, that was her really her claim. Yeah, I didn't know that. That makes sense. Um, so my shag is it's got to be cousin Eddie. I mean, I, the, he he's just a a fireball in this movie. I mean, just every scene you watch him, it's not just even his lines. It's the mannerisms. There's just so many little things that he does. Just whether it's the little like uh, uh, windmill thing that that Clark has, he just that knocks him. He off. just flicks it and just kind of stares at it for a second and then just kind of goes about his business. Like he's just that kind of an asshole, but kind of a lovable asshole. And, and just when he tells the wife and he's like, go put on the rubber sheets and get out the gerbils or whatever. <laughs> oh my God. Like as she walks off, he gets just, just this like lecherous look. He's just kind of like licking his lips. Like he's just so excited about it for a second. And then he kind of, then he, oh, then he's back to the conversation. But like <laughs> he just super gets into it and just all his little <laughs> mannerisms, his facial expressions. Everything he does is disgusting to me. Like it's just a little bit gross. Great. Like, Again, as, as much as I talked about earlier, uh, uh, Chevy Chase having just great comic timing. He's right there. Randy's right there with him. And as much as he became, uh, an absolute trash piece of person uh, later in his <laughs> life. He, uh, for the most part in this movie, is just an amazing, amazing future governor of California. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so I got uh, probably on the same street as uh, Kevin McAllister. I got the houses in that made up Chicago oh, suburb, yeah. but tied into that are Christmas lights and power strips. Oh, I mean, I mean, what is there a bigger lifesaver out there when you're putting Christmas lights up than a nice power strip or five? How about the one that he has in the basement coming off the wall? It's like the, it's made the up of literally thing. 15 <laughs> like pigtails. I think that's the correct yeah, term. That's the term. Yeah. Yeah. But same joke in, in Christmas uh, Christmas story, though. Right. They, they use that same joke when he's trying to plug things in and he's got a shit ton of like little. Oh, yeah. And he like, oh, that's and that's like even further like that would be like it takes place in like the 50s 60s right so it's like sparking and he blows on the on the on (laughs) the he blows it out because it's sparking right next to the real tree but whether it's you know white lights or multicolor lights and i guess that's a quick question because we're starting off christmas did you guys grow up with the multicolored or or do you have a soft spot for the multicolored are you like fuck no give me you know the yellow twinkly or just the yellow still like where are you guys well, at for, first of all they're not yellow they're they're white lights but, well they call uh, them i mean there's there's white but i i don't like the led white now like warm, that's it's warm the warm white white that has like the yellow tint to them I only put up the ones that my wife will allow me to put up, which are the uh, the homogenous, uh, all the same color ones. Uh, the the we used to have, like my dad, and he's gonna hear this probably, but he was it wasn't like we had like a massive like Christmas light display, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm the same way, so I go one string across the eaves mm-hmm. and, and like, fucking Christmas icicles. lights are up. We we do icicles too. That's 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 it. But I will say that we got for our tree last year. We've got like the, uh, I, I think it's called Twinkly that makes them, and it's like you can control the lights with your phone. Like you can actually draw the colors that you want and make little animations and shit. And Oh my Lord, the kids loved it. They were playing with it constantly and it's got all these programmable modes. Like it just cycles through different. Oh, it's badass. Sounds dope. So I'm so hardcore on the multicolor that when we decided we were going to get a Christmas tree, a fake Christmas tree and you know, it was going to be pre-lit. 
we could not decide on a compromise because court was so into the white that we had to find one that allowed you to switch it back and forth between the, the, oh, the white man. and the multicolor. <laughs> and so literally it'll just be like, if I'm sitting in the living room, I'm switching that shit to multicolor <laughs> and she walks through, it goes to white. I mean, it's, it's, it's just a, it's that's a, intense. It's a Christmas light ping, uh, ping pong match here. That's crazy. See, Cause I just choose not to ever fight that battle. I'm just like, whatever colors you fucking want. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like, with Zach. I'm, I'm came with, I'm, I'm kind of like Zach. I came into it with multicolored growing up with it. Love Loving it, and uh, and I don't have anything against the the warm white, but it's warm white. <laughs> the wife likes, you know, the, she the likes white. warm white, <laughs> and uh, that's what we got. And each year we kind of add to the outside, so we're throwing some in a few more trees, few more bushes, getting a couple of those like dangly. Uh, you can change the the sparkly and like the flashing with the uh, the flashing balls that hang from the uh, the trees. So, anyways, Christmas lights, power strips, give me that street too. I'll take it all. It's Christmas. Good that, stuff. And that concludes the Bev Video Kingdom uh, Christmas decorations uh, section of the pod. <laughs> Gotta have it to start start uh, December. All right. So snags, I'm going to start this off with our snags. And I'm going to go with the the National Lampoon as like a company because National National Lampoon was a, an offshoot from the Harvard Lampoon. Uh, it was kind of like their official like professional company. But man, some legends have gone through there. Uh, they had they were kind of one of the first real like multimedia companies. They had films, they had radio shows, they had the uh, the magazine, they had all sorts of stuff going out, and it brought together a group of of comedy legends. I mean, you have uh, movies wise, Animal House, Caddyshack was uh, basically it wasn't the National Lampoon label, but it was it was made by uh, National Lampoon guys and one of the the main guys from National Lampoon, Vacation. Um, you had Gilda Radner, Bill Murray, John Belushi, uh, Mike Rice, and uh, Al John, or I'm sorry, Al Jean of, of The Simpsons, as well as the director uh, John Hughes, Harold Ramis, Christopher Guest, all part of that uh, National Lampoon crew. Um, one of my favorite authors, P.J. O'Rourke, he uh, he wrote for the National Lampoon back in the day. So I mean, just a a amazing amount of comedy legends and people who were funny in a lot of different avenues coming together to put some put some uh, amazing material out. So National Lampoon, lots of props. They, of course, later sold out, and basically the company died, and they just were selling off the name to movies. So that's when you had, like, Van Wilder. Like, Van Wilder. And then you had all these, like, now, like, college, basically, like, American Pie wannabe movies all under the National Lampoon label. And I believe uh, Animal House, a film that you haven't seen, Brad, is a National Lampoon's. You mean the one I mentioned earlier when I was talking about how great the company was? I wasn't listening. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I'm saying they had some great movies, but then now they just basically whore out the name for all sorts of just typical uh, kind of nudie comedy bullshit. Don't bullshit on nudie comedies. Well, I'm saying, how many of those have you seen? None. Dorm days. But I I appreciate the opportunity that I someday (laughs) will. Van Wilder 2, more wild. Nate, every once in a while in his real life gets to see boobies now, so he doesn't have to watch those Any chance he can get to accelerate, he will take the opportunity to accelerate. If he never got to see boobies. I'm still trying to accelerate my my, uh, puberty. Yeah, exactly. If he never got to see boobies in real life, then he would he would be watching the shit out of those movies. <laughs> He'd be like, "If you guys seen National Lampoon College Booby Day, <laughs> I think there's probably one actually called that." No Guaranteed. Joke. That was right off IMDb. All right, Zach, what you got for a snag here? Okay, so for my snag, uh, fuck, I got to go first in all these categories because you guys are going to step on all my shit. But fucking Beverly D'Angelo as the beautiful and endlessly supportive wife. 
I mean, she is so awesome. At no point does she get upset with him and all of his antics. And uh, she's just super supportive and super beautiful and super cool. And just throughout the entire movie does nothing but uh, be real cool and supportive to her husband. I fucking love it. That's my snack. And she's in the shit with the family the entire time. And that was a question I had is how damn long is the family staying with them it's weeks a while it's weeks well, Eddie's it's like, like i'm leaving start. next month it's from the start of december <laughs> yeah it, it's it's a it's a couple week christmas yeah. yeah it's not good and beverly's in there while he's tacking up lights and she tells the daughter she goes i have to sleep with your father so. <laughs> <laughs> nick what do you got here so i gotta take him it's uh chevy chase so I didn't grow up, so I, a little bit too young for me to appreciate his entire like body of work or go back to all of it. So like I've seen parts of Spies Like Us. Um, I mean, Caddyshack did kind of grow up with it off and on, and that's a, a kind of a go-to. I mean, probably a couple of times, couple times a year, once a year did you get in on that, random spots. Did you get on that Three Amigos shit? Yeah, but it's not once a year. Yeah. But damn, some of the parts in Three Amigos is unbelievable. And Chevy Chase and the mixture of those three guys, Martin Short and Steve Martin, and uh, that's that's magic. But, you know, he has an unbelievable run. His, his comedy is unique. It's it's dry, but then it's wild. He's unhinged. He's slapstick. And he jumps between all three. And like I said, those guys coming out of SNL, um, they all kind of come out with their own voice. And it's fun to see. And it's, you know, you go into a Chevy Chase movie the same reason, the same way you go into a Will Ferrell movie or a Chris Farley movie. You go into it for them and it's for that comedy and it's for that, uh, you know, comedic timing. And you just want to see as much of them as possible. And uh, to see him in a Christmas movie and in the vacation realm when he was kind of at the his peak powers as far as the vacation series, it kind of felt like and everybody was ready for it. And I was too young to appreciate that kind of momentum. But it's still a movie that we all grew up with, you know, and it's still been part of like our lives. And he's kind of been a part of our lives because of Christmas Vacation, you know, for me and Zach's generation. And, you know, I think- like I said, that's the only one I've seen. I mean, that's like really right. the only Chevy Chase movie that I ever was like into as a kid, you know. Right. And you it's- take his character in Caddyshack and it's it's similar to it's it's a it's a calmer, more suave, but there's still parts of that that calm kind of wild man uh, mentality and just off, off the beaten path humor, not just in Caddyshack, but all of his other roles. So it's uh, it's, it's gotta be Chevy chase. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to piggyback here, but I'm going to, I'm going to take a, a, a sort of version of what Nikki's taken here. I'm going to take Clark Griswold. Right. And so <laughs> yeah. for me, you know, like I like Chevy chase and I think early on I, I was a fan of some of the Fletch movies. I really liked funny farm. I liked, Caddyshack, and and then even eventually, like he has a role in Community years later. That's pretty good, but for me, Chevy Chase is Clark Griswold, right? Like that. That's the, and and I think being such a big fan of the original Vacation, I I, I talked earlier about the fact that I had at some point ranked my top you know hundred movies. Well, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is ten, but I think like the original Vacation is in my top twenty. So like those two of those movies are are for me like just some of my absolute favorites. Um, and as comedies go, they don't, for me, get too much better. So for me, Clark Griswold, and even in, in the lesser, much less, you know, popular European vacation and then the significantly less popular Vegas vacation, which is the the four-pack, I never get tired of the Clark, right? Like he has this particular character that, for me, the, the combination of 
of the creation of John Hughes, uh, you know, character with Chevy Chase sort of making, you know, perfecting it. I'll take me, I'll watch Clark Griswold in a hundred more movies uh, and uh, I won't get tired of it. I feel like Clark Griswold is, is somewhat of a precursor to Homer Simpson, like what Homer Simpson kind of developed into. I mean, like can, can be very serious, good dad times, but also like is going to get into some goofy shit and do some really yeah. dumb, funny things. And, and I, I feel like he's definitely kind of a, a precursor for maybe just Homer the, Simpson's. the bumbling idiot part of Clark, you know, I don't know if Homer has the heartfelt, uh, stuff that Clark kind of gets into in this movie, uh, unless you've seen more Simpsons than I do. And there's like, he's I'd say there's definitely some heartfelt moments with interesting. Homer. Yeah. And the Clark Griswold one, you know, we're all hat. A lot of us are hat wearers here at this table. There's a, you know, I've come to know from, uh, you know, my coaching experience in the last couple of years that there's a Clark Griswold, the style, the legit, the actual style of a hat is called the Griswold and it's taken off his uh, Chicago Bears hat. So it's the, the city name is in your regular text or Helvetica font. And then the Bears is in, in uh, cursive. That's its own style. And they call it the Griswold style hat. So oh, wow. uh, our team, you know, we're, we're, we were sporting the uh, the Griswold hat this year. I've, I've mentioned before that my daughter sometimes gets a little peculiar about certain little things. And, and today her, her issue was, why is Clark Griswold wearing a hockey jersey on Christmas Eve? You need to be wearing Christmas gear. You shouldn't be having a hockey jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, he can wear what he wants. Why? It's, no. a, it's, a, it's a nice I'm, Blackhawks jersey. I'm with Brown about this. That's that interesting. Yeah. He she, wears his was, sweater. I nice saw an awesome Griswold themed. Uh, he's got his name. I on think that. it's a cool hockey yeah, jersey. Nice jersey. <laughs> I saw an awesome, an awesome, ugly, ugly Christmas sweater today that looked like a super hairy, like tattooed chest that had like Christmas tattoos on it. But when you wear it, it just looks like you're shirtless. Oh, it wow. was sick. Oh, okay. I'm doing that. I've been looking for a tattoo idea. Maybe I'll get a tattoo of Clark Griswold on my pack. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Is it time? I feel like it might be time for an ASMR moment. I, I was feeling like there wasn't enough sexual tension in the room. So here's the thing. It's we're kicking off our Christmas month and there I don't know if there's any food more Christmassy than the cookies you leave for Santa Claus. And so I have here a very mini, very tiny Oreo cookie that I'm going to crunch for all of you ASMR fans out there. Love that deep crunch. When Nate does the ASMR movie, he chews way slower than a normal and person chews. <laughs> <laughs> I do close my eyes. Closes his eyes and chews I'm, super slow. I'm just slow. imagining all you fans out there like, <laughs> listening to this and then repeating and listening again. You know, it makes me happy because that I know that I've given you the gift of the Christmas season ASMR. Nate, you screwed up though because now you just you just you did your ASMR moment, but you did it right before body bag. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so. Well, I tell you what, my wife wants to body bag ASMR. So, oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nick, what do you got for your body bag there, sir? All right, I think I mentioned it earlier, but it's uh, it's the opening scene. It's a, the dad road raging with the entire family on a deserted, snowy ass country road. Because it hit too close to home. Because you're like, that's me. That's no, <laughs> no, no. Okay, it would never be that. I would no. never. <laughs> Are you a road rager, Nick? Not no. that he wants to talk about in public. You are. No, I get. <laughs> do I face. get? Do I get pissed like all of you guys do? Of course. We need to every ask once his in wife. a while. I don't get pissed at all. 
No, you don't. I never get pissed in road rage. I'm, I, I'm a road rage. My wife fanatic. gets road rage for me. She's like, did you see that? Oh, my God. I'm like, babe, it's fine. We're just fucking driving. But, like, those dudes, like, that were out on that country road, like, that's a horror movie. Like, that's how a horror movie opens up. <laughs> like, those dudes get on his tail. They are blocking off the, the Griswold car yeah. and making them get out of the car. I mean, it's, it's a disaster. Oh, it's a disaster. I and may the, have, on my way to work one time, like, cut off somebody who was trying to pull into a church. And then they chased me for, like, probably a good, I don't know, two miles. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and then I, I just, to make sure that they were following me, I did, like, a little loop around this, like, little, like, and, uh, they area, and then they just kind of followed it. And then they ended up turning back towards the church. But they were about to pull in the church, and they were driving hell slow. Got, so I just. Got, you got in the way of their God. You yeah. passed them on the right? I passed them on the left as they were getting ready to left turn into the church. And then they followed you? Yeah, they were angry. They were, like. I was like, they, they're going to church. They can't be that bad of they're people. They're like, Jesus can wait. Let's kill this motherfucker. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm going to kill this dude. Then I'm going to go repent. <laughs> so so weirdly, like I, I, I'd I say I have a mild case of like legit road rage, but I really have a problem with like, I get really angry at inanimate concepts like traffic. Yeah. So like, it's not even like, you know, like the whole, I like if there's traffic, I'm mad at traffic. Like, yeah. like I get no, so pissed yeah. because, and, and, and it translates it, but I'm like, why is there traffic? Like it's as though the universe is fucking with me. I always and, imagine there's somebody at the front of the traffic that is actually like causing yeah. it. And I'm like, that person needs to die. And I, and I look it well, <laughs> but then I start going, it, it, I, I, I kind of devolve it down into the individual person. So then I like, I'll look over the person next to me. And I'm like, the fuck are you going? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> why are you here why are slowing you, me you, down? I guarantee you whatever you're doing is bullshit. You probably, you, you should have stayed home. Like it's just, and so everybody now is the enemy. Like I know you want to get over. I know you. You're I, looking for it, but I know I can see it in your face. You want to. Get oh, over so that's that's thing. like the only type of road rage that I have. You ever see the guy that like gets into the left hand turn lane, like he's going to turn left, and then drives all the way down the lane of cars, and then wants to get back in yes. and cuts in front of everybody. Yes. Yeah, I'm that guy. That guy, <laughs> I want to murder so bad. And when I get in traffic, you guys are like, I'm mad at the traffic. When I get in traffic, I'm like, sick, dude. Turn the music up. Up, roll the window down, lean back a little bit. Don't have to press the gas. You, I put it, that shit in park. Oh, so you love traffic? Oh, I'm just I, chilling. I block dude. Lanes. Like Michael I block Bolton. lanes. Is there's like a, Michael there's a Bolton in traffic for somebody to sneak around? I always, I, I get out there and throw my. Nothing infuriates around. me more than people oh. trying to cut in any sort of line. I will fucking lose my. Oh, mind. I'm, I'm the worst. You know how like they have like at McDonald's stuff now? They have like the little dual lanes. Oh my god! <laughs> and I will sit there and like park myself so nobody can get out <laughs> oh, until I see god. which way I can go. I'm like, okay, that one's faster. Brad told me this a while back. And, oh. and so like I never go to McDonald's anymore without thinking like, oh, man, if Brad were in that. Way, oh, my God. So pissed right now. Oh. And it makes me so happy. Brad's not even there, but I'm so happy if I beat that car that was in the left lane because I imagine Brad being pissed. And sometimes oh, I'm like, sometimes shit. I'm like, oh, shit, I just totally cut in front of that guy. And then I'm like, fuck. And then I get up to the thing and I'm like, he's going to charge me for that guy's meal. Like, he's not going to know because I'm supposed to be behind that fucking guy. And then I feel really bad. And then I'm like, hey, just make sure you charge me for my, you know what I mean? Whatever my kids, my kids, $47 freaking McDonald's. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Road rage is real. Okay, <laughs> It's a real thing. Oh, Zach, what are you body bagging here, man? So my body bag is uh, just just real quick. We touched on it earlier. Nate was like waxing poetic about putting up Christmas lights. And I was just sitting here thinking I want to kill myself just thinking about putting up, up Christmas lights. It's the worst time of the holidays for me. 
Oh yeah, no, I don't. I'm not a, I don't put up Christmas. <laughs> I'm not, oh, okay, okay. So if I had a guy that I paid to put up Christmas oh, no, lights I for me, we don't put up Christmas lights anymore. <laughs> you were just saying how you feel good about doing it for your no, kids I'm and all this shit. I understand how you feel. <laughs> I don't do that shit, but I but I this get it. Inadvertently, my favorite body bag. Okay, so I put up Christmas lights every year. As I said, I do one string of lights along the edge of the house, but there's a peak in my house that goes up really fucking high. You guys, and so. I get my ladder out and I put the thing on and, and I, I looked up this stat. Like, I mean, this is the dumbest shit ever. We're, we're just wasting a bunch of electricity. 18,000 people were injured and went to the emergency room last year uh, putting up Christmas lights. Five people died putting up Christmas lights. I think that... Uh, such a shitty start to the holidays. That's man. a literal body bag. It's literally. And, and you know, wow. Clark died 42 times while he was doing his uh, <laughs> while he was doing his thing. Thank God he was in a movie because he didn't actually die. But... I have to go up to this peak and it is fucking harrowing you guys. And it's always like, I always wait until it's like cold and a little wet outside. My feet are slipping around. It's fucking ridiculous. And the very quick story that I will tell is my sister-in-law lives around the corner from me and, uh, she's single and she was like, Hey, you know, can you help me put my Christmas lights up? And I'm like, sure. No problem. I go over there. She's not home. I get my ladder. I set it up, get up on her roof. Once I get up on her roof, I realize. Oh shit, her roof's like way steeper than my roof. Like not like a it's mine's kind of gradual. Like when I got on her roof, I was like I I I had to like hold on, like you know, kind of all fours up there and I was kind of scooting around. And I and I and I would preface all this with saying that I have a, like an extreme fear of heights to where like I feel like I'm a pretty tough dude until I'm like standing on a ten foot edge and I'm like really scared. <laughs> my feet start tingling and shit. Uh-huh. And my fucking motor function stops working. <laughs> And so I'm up there and I'm not really paying attention to what I'm doing and I'm, I'm like putting all the thing around and then I've got to get back down and I go over and I've positioned the ladder in such a way that it is underneath the overhang of the garage and I can't see it. And so I'm hanging on the roof and I've got one leg down and I'm trying to find the ladder with my leg down below me and I cannot find it. And then I, and then I cannot lift myself back up onto the roof because I'm in this weird (laughs) position. So my legs are just dangling and (laughs) and it's not close. Like it's not like a couple foot drop. Like I was going to, and I'm up there just holding myself. I can't get up. I can't get down. I'm holding myself. My sister-in-law is not home. And I kid you not, guys, 10 minutes go by. Oh, wow. And I'm barely holding myself up. And an old man walks out of his house across the street and I yell at him, Sir, sir, please, I need your help. Can you please come help me? <laughs> oh, my. And he's like, <laughs> walks over and grabs the ladder. I'm like five feet from where the ladder oh, is. I'm nowhere near it, of course, because I can't find it with my legs. He brings it over and I get down and then proceeds to tell me how he fell off of a ladder. Like earlier that year and was in the hospital and like hurt himself, not putting up Christmas lights, but, and he's like, you got to be careful. And I was like, thank you. Thank you for that. I'm going to go throw up. Yeah. Oh dude. It was a harrowing experience. So that's my, that's my my body bag. Putting up Christmas lights. I hate that shit. Nate dog. What's you uh, body? So I've got two. They're both scenes. The, the one we've already talked about, which is the, you know, he, he's on the disc and he flies in a ridiculous fashion. It's like the most sort of fantastical part of the movie that I, for me, it sort of takes me out of it a bit. But the one that I, for some reason, just can never not notice and be slightly bothered by, and I feel bad about this because it's sort of stupid, but 
they come home with the tree roots and all on top of the car. And I just can never stop thinking there's no fucking way they ever get that tree out of the ground. Like how'd they get the car out there? <laughs> it is did absurd. Did they pull the car, the tree out with the car? Did they have a chain? How do they get in the snow? Like, you know, I'm asking myself all these stupid questions, which is like, you know, stop asking these questions. But for some reason, every time it bothers me, partly because like, I've tried to pull a bunch of fucking trees out of the ground. You know, I, I, I grew up on a ranch. I, I, put a chain around a lot of stumps and I have pulled bumpers off of trucks trying to pull (laughs) much smaller trees out of the car or out of the ground. So I definitely am bothered by that. And, uh, I maybe shouldn't be, but I am. All right. Well, I'm going to wrap this up with a body bag of Vegas vacation and mainly just because the, the first three vacation movies, uh, vacation, European vacation, Christmas vacation all have a lot of heart and they feel like there's just something the cast seems together and Vegas vacation just comes across kind of as a money grab. It, it doesn't have the same heart. It doesn't say, have the same feel. Um, I, it doesn't even have the national lampoon name that by that time, the company, I think it basically died out. So it's not even a national lampoon movie. I just don't like it. I saw it once and I was like, that's enough. Kind of brushed my hands. I was like, okay, done with that one. Not going to watch that again. And uh, I don't know, maybe some people do like it, but it seems like it's kind of um, I like it, okay. mutually hated upon. But there's it's some the weakest, parts, but, but it's uh, yeah, it's it's weak. it's a national lampoon movie, and uh, Brad doesn't like it. I'm out. There you go. <laughs> Back me up on that shit. All right, so we are now on to cameo, and as, oh. as much as cameo has been weak lately, I think. And I, I could did they call us with the sponsorship? They called nah, us. No, nah, I wish. Um, we might have to just start like just tweet bombing them or something. Yeah, we should just start sending them invoices. <laughs> <laughs> just see if they process them. Yep. <laughs> no, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Some new equipment and shit. Like, oh, charge it to Cameo. Um, so, yeah, we, uh, uh, I think last Christmas, Cameo might have done an actual like Christmas vacation like special because both. Oh, really? Chevy Chase and Beverly Angelo are both previously on Cameo. And then we got a shit ton of characters that are actually on there from the movie. So uh, I've got four of them. I'm just going to list them to you, and then you guys are going to go ahead and tell me who's the most expensive, who's least expensive. Just the top and the bottom. I mean, just you can rank them. No, I like no. I go. I do first and last. Here we okay, go. First and so last. So it'd be like me and Nate. So we've got <laughs> right. we've got uh, and Ka- Nick. Catherine, Eddie's That's wife. Like That's Miriam Flynn. She's on cameo. Ooh. Uh, Ellen Lotson, who was Ruby Sue. Um, also was the uh, the 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 kid who owned the bunny in Fatal Attraction, so she's got a couple credits there. Um, Nicholas Guest, Christopher Guest's brother, who plays Todd of Todd and Margot fame. Who we have oh, oh I really? Didn't know that was Christopher Guest's brother. Yep. And then Sam McMurray, who is Bill, he works in the office with uh, Chevy Chase, the nicest guy on the planet. Yeah. Oh, always yeah. super supportive of uh, Chevy great. Chase. Yeah. I just keep expecting him to be douchey because he seems kind of douchey and he's kind of not looks, at all. He yeah. looks like Shooter McGavin. He's okay. just well, he so was nice. The, isn't he the no? Is he the douchey bad guy in Ghostbusters or no? Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's not the same guy. The one who he's talking to, like when they're having coffee at work. Yeah. When he tells about the pool. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah uh-huh. that's, Sam McMurray is his name. So there's your four. Who's who's charging the most? Who's charging the least? So he, the 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 friend is the most. <laughs> Oh, I didn't see. Actually, I didn't see. Friend, that. the friend, the friend at work is the most, and Ruby Sue or whatever the cross-eyed girl is uh, is last. That's my guess. Yeah, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the the Christopher Guest brother is the most. 
And I'm going to say Cousin Eddie's wife is the least. Nick? I'll go guest the most and then Ruby Sue with Zach last. All right. So in the middle, we have uh, both Ruby Sue and Catherine. Oh, shit. How much do you think they're each charging? They, they're actually tied. They're, they're the tied. Exact, they're charging the exact same. $45. I'm going to say $61. I'm going to say 35 Forty-nine dollars for oh. either. No, did, did was that Zach? He yes. said forty-five. Yeah, Zach was closest. Zach. Um, funniest thing is that Ruby Sue, her business charge is only hundred bucks. Oh, so, why did we not have her on here? We could have had Ruby Sue shout out BBK for hundred oh, bucks. Damn, damn it, bad mistake. You sure um, you're not Santa Clark? <laughs> uh. But uh, Catherine, three hundred forty-three dollars for her business charge. I don't know why she said 43, but again, I think it's the service charges that they have to pay. $43? 343 for her business charge. Yeah, we'll pass. <laughs> so that leaves uh, Christopher Guest, I'm sorry, Christopher Guest's brother, Nicholas, and Sam McMurray. <laughs> Who's the top? Who's the bottom? Uh, I actually, I, now I want to change my mind and say <laughs> Sam McMurray's the top. Who is Sam McMurray again? He's the friend. He's the build. He's the been in some other things, though. Yeah, I've seen him in other stuff. I think he's the number one for sure. All right. Yeah. The last is Sam McMurray. Bill only charging $40 on Cameo. Wow. $100 for business opportunities. So what has the other guest guy been in? Nick Guest. I don't He was in Raising Arizona, I think. he was. That's That makes sense. And then $100 for, for Nicholas Guest and $700 for business. How much for his brother? Oh well, Christopher Guest would be ridiculous. <laughs> so Nicholas Guest, let's see what what else has he been in. He was apparently in Trading Places and Raising Arizona would have been. Oh, the show where you uh, where you make over the that's your neighbor's spaces. house. Oh, okay, but my bad. I like the thought. <laughs> um, let's see. I don't know. He's, that was a lot of scrolling. He hasn't been in much, obviously. He's, <laughs> no, he's been in 197. He has 197 acting credits. But yeah, yeah. how many uh, movies has his brother made? 196. <laughs> I'm not seeing a lot of actually overlap there. It's very, it's a weird little mix here. Um, yeah, Sam McMurray's Raising Arizona, um, Drop Dead Gorgeous, LA Story, Adam Smith Vows, 190. Have you credits. have you seen Drop Dead Gorgeous? I have not. It's a great movie. We might have to pick one. That one's just odd. That's your six. <laughs> All right. Well, so Cameo came through. I, like I said, I think they did a little Christmas vacation celebration last year. And so Very they got solid. a bunch of these folks on there. Um, but if you are still looking for a, a, a late Christmas gift, why not have Ruby Sue say hi to your grandma? For 45 or 49 bucks? For or 49 bucks. Yeah, I like that. Worth it. That'd be pretty sweet. Or Cousin Eddie's wife. Your grandma would be like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> you paid what for this? <laughs> $49, that's a car. Falls oh, <laughs> in a well, eyes go across. Gets kicked by a mule, eyes go back. I don't know. <laughs> oh, God, that, the delivery on that line is so God beautiful. Uh, streaming recommendations. So streaming recommendations, I'm going to start here because we've talked about it already, and, and maybe it's some other people's. Uh, they might have even chose this as well. But Nick said it at the beginning, he said at the top of the pod that, that you know, there's a lot of similarities between the, 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 the pacing of Christmas Vacation and Christmas Story, little vignettes, uh, a loose plot that kind of is, is almost insignificant. The main thing is just having some funny little situations and uh, Christmas Story, of course, does that awesome 
Um, it's, it's just right up there. Those are my top two, of course, Christmas classics that I watch every year. So I'm I'm streaming. Where can I stream that, Brad? Or do I just turn tune into TNT just, just at any time of day? CBS or TNT, and it's on. It's going to be on there. Yep. They don't have it on like Fondue or like Shulubu. <laughs> I legitimately forgot to look it up. So. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's on somewhere, or you got the DVD. I'll loan it. I'll loan my DVD out. So yeah, a nice special edition. So my streaming recommendation is going to be the new vacation movie. If you guys haven't watched it, it's it's legitimately good. I really liked it, and I I have got a guy at work that recommended it to me like over and over and over again. He was like, "Have you watched the new vacation yet?" And I was like, "No, I still haven't watched it." And I finally watched it. And I was like, "Why did I wait so long to watch this? It's fucking great!" Ed Helms is so funny, and I think there's like advocate. a cool Chevy Chase cameo in it, and it's kind of a throw, you know, like a you know, like there's some good Easter eggs in there. Because Ed Helms good. is rusty, right? He's he is grown rusty, up rusty. Yeah. yeah. And my favorite uh, Leslie Mann is in it, and Chris Hemsworth is in it, and Christina Applegate. Uh, Christina oh, Applegate. Oh, yeah, it's 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 awesome. So go check that one out. Very much in the same vein. It's back to the road trip that? stuff. It's on HBO Max. Oh yeah. And uh, my second one is Nate mentioned it earlier. Is uh, is Community? If you guys haven't watched Community with Chevy Chase, um, sort of a you know curmudgeonly old old guy, and uh, he's he's not the strongest part of the, that show for me. But that show was really funny, and for, for a lot of seasons, it was or for a couple seasons, it was really good. So check that out. That one's on Netflix. So I've got another HBO Max for Christmases. I mentioned it at some point. Maybe not. Maybe I didn't. Maybe no, I just, you did. I you mentioned it, it. I think I said it in my head. But maybe anyway, so. Future. So uh, I really like th- that one has been kind of like a, a dark horse for like in my Christmas rotation. Um, it's Vince Vaughn and, and Reese Witherspoon. And it does have some of the, some of the same like vignette style pacing where they kind of go to a bunch of different, you know, family Christmases. And uh, it has these little funny little, you know, sort of discreet scenes. It's super funny. There's a lot of good, uh, good gags in it. Some physical humor, some really good Vince Vaughn sort of, you know, classic deliveries. So, Four Christmases, HBO Max. It's it's definitely worth putting in your Christmas rotation. Nick, what are we watching? Um, I actually got. I was going to say Caddyshack, but let's keep it in the in the stream of Christmas and a family getting together. Um, 2005, The Family Stone, actually. Um, not a bad, I mean, I think a pretty solid Christmas movie. Um, kind of like a little love triangle between uh, Luke Wilson, Dil- Dylan Mulroney, or Dermot Mulroney. Dermot. Dermot Mulroney. And then, uh, let's see, who else is in, um, oh gosh, the Sex and the City, the main character in Sex and the City. Sarah Jessica. Yeah, Sarah Jessica Parker and Claire <laughs> Danes. And uh, Claire Danes. It's actually, and then there's some other great supporting cast. Rachel McAdams. It's actually a, uh, it's a, it's a fun cast to watch. Just, uh, just do their thing. Different take on a Christmas movie and uh, quaint little like I don't know. Super if it's sad, like, right? I think I watched that last year. No, it's not. Oh well, it is. It is. Yeah, really sad. at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Um, no spoilers. No spoilers here. here. Um, it looks like it's streaming on uh, Tubi. Which I do not have. <laughs> Tubi? Yeah, Tubi. That's a thing? Yeah, that's an actual thing. You know, it's a partner of Fondue. Yeah. Sister partner of uh, Fondue. And then you can buy it for three ninety nine on Amazon. Hey, sounds like a deal. All right, folks. So we're moving on to our reshelf it, which includes our reshelves or our 
Uh, alternate endings for titles, you know, you go to the video store, you got all the different categories, you're taking that movie and you're placing it somewhere else, or you're just going to rewrite the whole thing. Why not? So what do we got for our rewrites or our reshelves? So I'll just really quickly say that I don't have a rewrite for this because this is the perfect example of the early 90s, late 80s movie that I like where they just give you the premise. The premise is he's got the family coming over for Christmas. Go with it. Hijinks Be funny. Suit. Exactly. And, you know, they, they shoe in, like, they shoehorn in the tiny plot point of the bonus, but they don't make it overly important or make it just too much of a thing. Kind of brings the movie together at the very end. But I, I wouldn't change anything about this because I feel like in, in, in other hands, there would have been this crazy zany plot that would have had to permeate through the entire thing and they would have had 15 minutes at the end that really sucked which they didn't do here, and I think it works great. So I don't have an alternate ending. What do you guys got? I've got an alternate ending, but it's it's not even an alternate ending. Basically what I want is the prequel and the sequel of I want to find out Cousin Eddie's whole situation of, of running into this <laughs> RV. Um, he says he, he ended up being homeless, but they got the RV, and so that's what they're living out of. I want, I want to see how that all went down. And then sequel, I mean, shit, he's got to leave Griswold's house. Where does he go? And then... Not even that. I want to find out when he comes back for the uh, the pool party. How does that go down? I mean, that seems like that's a whole nother fun, uh, uh, a few days of, of Cousin Eddie doing some weird shit. So. So, so can I ask that in the sequel we focus, and one thing we've been like woefully negligent about is I want more of the neighbor dynamic. So <laughs> yes. like in the sequel, which is the summer pool party, you know, film, can we... Can we get more of Margo, Margo and, and Todd? Todd. Yeah. <laughs> when when Todd comes out the door and he, and he's he's emptying the shitter and just it's it's just such a great little spot of acting because he comes out and he's he sniffs something and he's looking around and then when he actually sees what's going down he just like retreats back into the house instantly he's just like nope not going for that jog today I just need to get out of here and then the scene where the lights blind them in the house <laughs> it's like this is the one just, time you don't have your fucking sunglasses and then, on inside yeah. so it's absurd. so funny and like again just it's like perfect little bit of physical comedy that doesn't feel too over the top somehow and it's just so good they're such perfect pretentious assholes and Julia Dreyfus throwing a night right a nice right cross oh yeah yeah right yeah, she, she got tore up by that squirrel and that rock. <laughs> she gets murdered, dude. Right? She like, dies on the she spot. Dies right she does there. not walk back to the house. She's done. Uh, um, bend over and I'll show you. So I was talking to her. <laughs> I wasn't talking to you. Um, I got drama. Uh, I got a drama. This movie picks up right around when Chevy Chase finds out that he did not get uh, the bonus check, and cousin Eddie. Just flips his shit and goes completely psycho. It's a drama where Cousin Eddie is completely is completely unhinged and uh, in a very dark, distorted, uh, uh, disturbing way. And he's going to go and he's going to go take care of this boss and he is going to kidnap him. So it's a drama kidnapping movie. Kind of a take off the simple, a simple plan. Okay. A drama like that. And that is that, is that Billy Paxton again uh, with, with uh, Bill Paxton and, and Billy Bob, Thorpe. Billy Bob. Yeah, so there's ransom. It's dark, you know. Maybe uh, you know, um, cousin Eddie doesn't come forward right away that he's the one that actually took him, but he gets caught up and he can't give him back because he's too far in, and he wants to. He realizes he did the wrong thing, but it, you know he just can't. So he's just gonna go full forward on being the kidnapper, and uh, it ends. It ends dark. Boss, you know, boss doesn't make it. 
Cousin Eddie goes down, I don't know, in a blaze of glory. I don't know. Maybe Joe Pesci and uh, Daniel Stern make a cameo at the very end. And they do some cross, <laughs> some cross world. I love the my, wet I love bandits. My, I love uh, my Tarantino cross I universes. Love, I on love the, the idea that the wet bandits are also in the yes. Griswold. Yes, yeah, so I, I want the wet bandits in every Christmas movie. I mean, but this one makes more sense than most, right? It's it's, it's on the same Christmas street. in Chicago. <laughs> Let, yeah, let's right? just say it's the same street. I mean, in a rich right neighborhood down the street. They could, you know. The idea that they burglarized the Griswolds' house too right. just makes me happy. I was thinking we could take it towards a kind of more Zach's wheelhouse of like Cousin Eddie turns into like the sadistic, like yeah. torturing, and he's got like the razor blades out and he's doing some like. That was the only one I could come up with to put it in a different genre would be like in a the trailer movie where Eddie's that's really like that's the torture. The that's the torture, torture chamber. chamber. Yeah. yeah. They actually they actually filmed a scene in the uh, in the RV that they ended up cutting, and I I, I want to see those scenes. I yeah, know. that'd be awesome. I want to know what Is was going down. In that it looks like the Zodiac. Oh, I don't even know if it's available. Like I don't know if it's something that you have access to. But. I just can't imagine the le- level of disgusting that's going on inside that trailer. <laughs> like it's like the wild squirrels running around like in Zodiac. <sighs> Every mannerism that he makes in the entire movie ever touches or does anything just Ugh. disgusts me Ugh. so much. He's just so gross, and I just can't imagine his inside of his trailer. Yep. Nate, you got any uh, remixes? No, re-mix? only the only the, the I was going to say that I wanted a sequel where it was like the neighbor dynamic. Gotcha. The neighbors uh, so bring those. My, so bring. I jumped in on your uh, on your pool party. I don't know, Margo. Yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> All right. Well. We're at the end of this pod, so uh, we've got a draft coming up on Thursday. We're going to be drafting. We've kind of decided we've manipulated a little bit. We're going to be doing uh, kind of the dysfunctional or annoying family member. So not the main character, but but related to some of the Related main to the main character is key. Yeah. Not necessarily, but related Remember to that. some or of supporting. the main Remember that, Zach. Remember that. Spoiler alert, Zach, Zach will not remember. <laughs> Zach will not remember, guaranteed. But yeah, so we've got that going on. Um, of course, this is kicking off our, our, our Christmas season for uh, the BVK podcast. So, so, so what are the, remind us, what are the three? What are the, the, the we did, we, we've done Christmas vacation. What are, what are the next three? We've got Die Hard coming next week with uh, Nick on the lead. We've got uh, Nate bringing out Love Actually. And which, you know who, who we're going to be drinking with? Brad's yeah, wife. Yeah, that this this oh was like God. almost like planned way before the pot even existed. Like it was just there was going to be like a movie night where they just sit there and Melissa and I. I don't want to say we don't always see eye to eye, but Melissa and I have kind of a kind of a love and Melissa criticizing me relationship. Like that's the sort of <laughs> and uh, and so one of the things though that that she and I really bond over is that we both love love actually and Brad, we like to torture brad about the fact that he is subjected to it every well year. we we did a, a little uh backyard viewing of it a couple a couple winters ago we did yeah it was nice and cold and we watched it brad, <laughs> brad did not love it <laughs> brad's like this no movie i, sucks I, I hate it's watch cold. it i hate watch it there's definitely some things i love about it <laughs> I, and, and we'll talk about that when we get to it but uh yeah then uh we're gonna wrap it up with zach taking us down the uh to the home alone, just down the block from the uh, the Griswolds. We're going down to the uh, McAllister house. I decided we're going to switch up. We're going to do Home Sweet Home Alone. Oh, oh my God! No, not really. We're doing <laughs> I haven't home seen alone. that yet. But my I, kids I watched it. it, and I've got a I've got a large nine year old, <laughs> and he goes because the little chunky kid from uh, Jojo Rabbit stars in it, and my son goes, Dad. 
there's a kid in it that looks exactly like me. It's <laughs> <laughs> like awesome, buddy. Oh, oh, I know who he's going to be picking in that draft. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. I'm so excited for the Christmas movies. Yeah. yeah. So there we go. All month bringing it to you guys. Holiday spirit, getting those holiday spirits up and, uh, and trying to enjoy this uh, nice month of December. Hey, thanks for coming out to the Bev's video Christmas, kids. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Drop those gift reviews and those gift likes and those gift subscribes. Yeah. Give us us the present of your iTunes review. There you go. That's all we ask for. All we want for Christmas is... You're not going to drop a U for me? (laughs) What am I supposed to say? All I I want want for for Christmas is you. There you go. Uh, Not what you wanted, bro. That's exactly what I wanted. (laughs) Bye-bye. Later, y'all. I can brag your favorite podcast. Let's start this thing.